Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to it like Dan Red Wings. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. I'm your host, Brian Fisher. With me today, as always, is fellow host here, Scotty Bentley, also host at Locked On Tigers. So make sure you give that a listen. And uh, thanks for making Locked On Red Wings your first listen every single day. This episode is available and free on every single platform, including YouTube, Scotty, as this is our first ever full-length episode on YouTube. And Scotty, I'm loving these graphics, man. They're fantastic. It's look at look at all that. Yeah, locked we look Red Wings, locked on Red Wings. It's nice. Yeah, we look sharp. Um, fortunately, the Red Wings did not look sharp as they fall six to two to the St. Louis Blues, and Scotty just head to toe, not a good game. I guess let's start it. Let's start at the the goaltender position, the net. Alex Nedeljkovic. We've been cutting him some slack. Um, the first two, the last two games where he looked subpar, we were. Like, he got hung out to dry. And not to say this didn't happen in today's game, but today's game especially, he did not look sharp. Alex Nedeljkovic looked like he just wasn't ready to play today. Yeah, he didn't look very good. And he got pulled. So, that can't, can't get much worse than that as far as, uh, you know, individual performances for a goaltender. You, you can't get much worse than a performance that leads to you getting pulled. Um Grice taking over there later in the game, you know, and, and with it being the first game of a back-to-back that makes him getting pulled and like that whole situation of now having to, uh, to have both of our goalies play is, is (laughs) makes it a little weird. Not that, not that, you know, Grice getting a little bit of time at the end is gonna, you know, make him exhausted and not able to play tomorrow or anything, but it's, it's just, it's frustrating and definitely not what you want to see. Yeah. It's added fatigue to Grice that he didn't need or when he's already going to be facing an elite Colorado avalanche team, literally by the time you're listening to this today, today, he's going to be fighting to the uh, fighting, the Colorado avalanche fighting. He's going to drop the gloves (laughs) against Colorado avalanche. I would love that. That would be a fight against the Avs. Let's go. That's uh, that's yeah, historic right there. But Nedeljkovic, we have been cutting a lot of slack this season. Um, not this season, these last few games in particular, because he came off a four-game stretch where he was four consecutive starts, and he looked fantastic. Grice gets one start, goes out there, doesn't look all that great. Team got the win nonetheless. Nedeljkovic comes back in, and then. Three games since then, he hasn't looked the best. Now, granted, that game in the middle against the Predators, there was literally nothing he could do. The team did not support him. In this game, I, I was on Twitter. I was hyping it up. It was his third straight game again as the starting goaltender. And I tweeted about it. I said, this is the starter of the Detroit Red Wings. He is now the starter. And then he goes out there, uh, gives up three goals on 18 shots with a safe for a safe percentage of 833 and gets pulled for Thomas Grice. Does not bode well for that tweet that I sent out, nor his own uh, status as starting goaltender that may have lasted just three games. Yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see kind of how it's handled 
going forward. I mean, like, obviously Grice is going to get the start tomorrow, but it'll be really interesting to see if maybe the the, the gas comes off the pedal a little bit <laughs> on the, like, outright net is the starter no matter what train. Um, but also, like, you have to look at his competition, and, and while we have all agreed that Grice is a fine backup, not really sure he's been to the level where you're like, oh, yeah, like, he, he – you know, needs to be in there more often. You know what I mean? So it will definitely be an, an interesting coaching situation. It'll be interesting to see how Blaschel and the, and the front office want to handle it. But uh, as far as this game goes, it, I mean, it was tough. That that was he, – he did not look very good. Uh, he The team didn't really look very no. good. No, didn't but, do him uh, any favors. But, right, but it, it was kind of a, a – Nobody did. It, it wasn't. It wasn't like oh, like you know, he he should have looked better because the defense was really good, or he should have looked better because we were scoring a lot, or any like everybody kind of sucked, and him included. And I'm not gonna try. I'm not gonna come out here and be like Nedeljkovic is the worst goalie ever because no, he's he's had a, a stretch of a few rough games, but we've seen what he's capable of, and I think what he's capable of is that four game stretch. Like that is what we are going to be getting more often than not with Alex Nedeljkovic. Goalies go every, not even just goalies, players in every professional sport go through this. Hell, I go through slumps at work. Like slumps just tend to happen. And he's been nothing but lights out up until this point, excluding the home opener. And so I'm really not that worried in the long term. It's just, a, it just sucks that right as he was gaining steam and starting to take over that starting goaltender role, he kind of hit this slump and maybe. Maybe, I, I don't know if this will affect his standing, but I hope it does not affect his standing with Jeff Blaschel as the starter going forward. And I think that it won't because, let's face it, Grice is, what, 35, 36 years old. He's on an expiring uh, expiring contract. They're more than likely to go out and get another backup goaltender and have Nadalkovich, um be the starting goaltender, so to speak. But it just it, it's a real shame the timing of this poor slump right as he was really getting hitting that striding, that role, and taking over for the bulk of the workload. But... On the same note, and sorry, I'm ranting here, but on the same note, maybe it's why he hit this slump is because he was getting so many consecutive starts and he wasn't used to that because he got eight of seven straight starts, which is one game off in between. Maybe the reason he hit the slump is because he hit a wall. He's not used to getting this much of the workload. Yeah, possibly. And if that's something that he needs to be more eased into, then then that's what they'll do. And that's what this season will be for him. And I'm totally comfortable with that. I, I, we've talked about it a lot. This is a season that we are, we are overplaying almost all of our expectations <laughs> and we need to all realize where kind of this team, uh, where we expected this team to be and where a lot of people still think this team will somewhat regress to. And I, I think it's very important for him to, to, cause at, at the current moment, Next season, he he would be goalie goalie one, not one A one B. Like like he would be the outright starter next yes. season as well. Um, so if if that's something that he needs to take the year to ease into, then let's just have that be what this year is. And he'll go on hot stretches, he'll go on cold stretches, but hopefully he'll come out on the other side better for it. And it'll just be a year he can kind of use to to get the full grind of a being a starting goalie and in, in, in the NHL. Yeah. And it's not as if the entire blame were on him, Scotty, there was a lot of blame to go around in this game. His defense in front of him do it. Didn't do him any favors. Um, 
Walker, Nathan Walker, who we'll talk about. I want to save that for segment number two because that's just asinine and kind of incredible at the same time. But two of those three goals, no, all three of those goals that Nathan Walker had, granted the final one being against Thomas Grice in the third period, were through screens. They kept taking shots from the high slot or from the point, and there was a defenseman blocking the view every single time, which your goaltender needs to be able to see the puck. But they are high enough from the slot and from the point that it doesn't excuse just a wrist shot from the high slot going between your legs or underneath your goalie glove. It's just they were saves that he needs to make, and you could see it, his reaction. He knew he should have made that. Yeah, absolutely. And and like we said, I mean, I mean, if if this is just – uh, a growing pain, then ev- everyone's going to be okay with that. Uh, no one's going to be, no one's going to get too upset at at the fact that that he might just need to go through some growing pains. And uh, hopefully, that's all it is. But yeah, tonight specifically, and and I know we're going to break down the rest of the game after uh, a- after the the break here. But I mean, no nobody looked good, and and he didn't look good. No, and and we'll talk about that, like you said, Scotty. Uh, but before we get to that, I do have to talk to you guys about Built Bar. It's the holiday season, guys. Grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and that candy bar being Built Bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, but high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. Built Bar gives you the extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all those holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in an endless shopping line, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it. Your friends with Santa? Well, tell Santa to throw a Built Bar in those stockings with so many flavors, they'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays? You need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't believe they're filled with protein. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Also got to talk to you guys about Stance. Stance is an apparel company, guys. And it's one, honestly, until they sent me some of their products, I was not aware of. But... Let me tell you, they live rent-free in this head now. They're up here. Because as soon as I tried on that first pair of boxer briefs, Scotty, whole new world. They I've been wearing man. Fruit of Loom cotton boxer briefs my entire life. Not anymore. It's a whole new level of comfort. They were founded in 2009. Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because they have everything a, they have a Wu-Tang Clan collab. And it's it's sick. That is exact. That's all you need to know, guys. Do I even it's need to finish so the read? Sick. Like they have a ton. Like they have like Star Wars and like like they and like the office. Like they have a lot, but they have a Wu-Tang Clan collab, bro. Like it's hard. <laughs> it's so sick. No no reason for me to read the rest of the read. You guys are already sold, I can tell. <laughs> Wu-Tang Clan collab. Let's go. Uh, Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in, that those who feel good do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary. 
with Stance. There's an old man sitting next to me, making love to his tonic and gin. <laughs> Segment two here, Locked On Red Wings podcast. Um, breaking down this 6-2 loss to the St. Louis Blues, Scotty. And, uh, ugh, ugh, it's just my best, my best uh, attempt at an explanation on that one. We talked about Ned in segment one, and now we got to transition to talking about the rest of the team. Doesn't get any better once once you get out of the net. Does not there's, get any better. There's two people, there's two players that I think showed up, and that's uh, Robbie Fabry, who looked absolutely incredible. A couple of goals against his former team. The second one was nasty. I mean, the second one was was straight filth. What yeah. a what a nice little move there he put on the tendy. It, it uh, the, he he looked great. Uh, and and Lucas Raymond with a couple of assists. He looked pretty solid, I thought, too. Um, but that's that's pretty much where it stops and starts. Yeah, it absolutely did. And I t- go back to that first segment where I was talking about the defense. The defense couldn't get out of the goaltender's way in this one. They, instead of challenging uh, a lot of the forwards who were breaking into the zone, challenging them on the shot, they kept backing up and screening the goaltender and just kind of flail, flailed their stick. And that gets in the way of the goaltender's vision and makes it harder for them to see. You cannot screen your goaltender. As a defenseman, as a beer league defenseman, so you know my expertise is, you know, 100, Scott. Fisher the enforcer, though. Fisher the enforcer. No longer producer producer Brian. It's enforcer Brian on Twitter. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm still producer Brian on Twitter somehow. I mean, I guess I do produce him still. So uh, <laughs> True, true. I still am technically producer Brian. Um, we're changing that moniker. I'm enforcer Brian, your Oracle. Although you haven't oracled in a while, man. What are you doing? I have I have I only Oracle wins. I'm not about to Oracle losses, and we've lost the last few. I'd say I'm still spot on. Yeah, I guess you are. I guess that is a solid point. Um one more point than the Red Wings got in this game. Ayo. But um No, they played like garbage. Hot garbage. I mean, outside of those two players that you mentioned. It looked like they didn't want to be there. Literally everyone on the forward core was a minus. And we talk about how we don't like to look at minus as a statistic, but that's as an individual statistic. When the entire forward core is a minus one or worse, the entire forward core looked like garbage in this game. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think, uh, like, offensively, I think we did outshoot them. But it was the the quality of shots, the difference in the quality of shots was – all of their shots were straight up, and there were chances in front of the net, and they took advantage of a lot, obviously. All of our shots, almost all of them, were from the side. I mean, they, they clogged the middle, and we've seen that. <laughs> we saw that in Nashville, too. Just clogged the middle, made the wings shoot outside, and they, and they couldn't overcome it. And this is the second game in a row now that we've seen that work against the Red Wings. So they're going to have to figure out ways to – uh, either A, just flat out score on the wings, or B, draw something up to where we can uh, take those opportunities and when teams clog the middle like that, s- figure out a way to, to draw something up and get some opportunities out front because it is very clear that the recipe for beating the Detroit Red Wings is just keep them to the outside and they can't do anything about it. If I'm being completely honest, they had a halfway decent second period. Um, and it looked like they were on the verge of tying it up after Robbie Fabry's first goal and that amazing assist from uh, Lucas Raymond. 
But then Colton uh, Periak, Pareko, if I can pronounce his name properly, uh, the, the straw that broke the camel's back, he scored a goal, made it 3-1, and it was over from there. Then they pulled uh, Nedeljkovic, and that's when you know the game's kind of over. And it just, that was the, that, that chunk of hockey to the 15-minute mark of the second period, or the five-minute mark, rather, of the second period was the only good hockey they played all game long. Yeah, it, it really was. And, and like you said, it was a snowball because once, once that third goal went in for St. Louis, the game was, was pretty much over. And it, it also felt like they were ahead by a lot more. Yes. Like even when it was a one-goal game, it was like, all right, this, <laughs> this probably shouldn't be a one-goal game. Um, it, it, they, like opportunities, you know, when pucks would go into the corner – like, there was really no competition or no fight to, like, go win the puck. Like, St. Louis came away with pretty much every 50-50 battle or any time a punt puck went went to the corners like that. Uh, there was very little pressure in no man's land there in the middle of the ice, either in the neutral zone. Uh, it, it was – it was, a lot of things could have gone a lot better. Um, yeah. It – the thing is, like, the offense – was getting into St. Louis's zone decently well. It's just once they got in there, that not 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 too much happened. There was not too much magic working once we got into their zone, and again clogged the middle, forced them to shoot outside, and and that was pretty much the end of it. That's all she wrote. There was there was it was very clear very early on that we were not going to overcome that. Yeah, it was. A bad game from start to finish. Uh, when we come back, we will talk about the small good things that did happen. And we alluded to it earlier with the Robbie Fabry, Lucas Raymond stuff. And then we'll preview the Colorado Avalanche matchup because we've got to get right back on it. Date back-to-backs. The NHL loves to schedule the wings on back-to-backs for some reason. Now they travel to Colorado, play the Avalanche. We'll preview that game for you coming up. But first, got to talk to you guys about betonline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues, the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use their promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, bet online. Where the game starts. That is the best fucking power play the Detroit Red Wings have had in four games. All right, Scotty, I said we'd get into the bright spots, but there's one more glaring bad spot we have to bring up. Nathan Walker, who has a combined 25 games played in the NHL coming into today's game. Three career goals coming into tonight's game. Scores a hat trick on the Detroit Red Wings and was a difference maker. That is very Rocco Grimaldi against the Detroit Red Wings last season. He was called up as, I mean, we talked about it in the preview yesterday. Like this team also has quite a few injuries. Like double. uh, In their own right, yeah. And he was called up as like a filler just because they needed bodies because of how many people they have out. And he ends up getting a hat trick and doubles his career goal total in a night. Just 
Oh, not good. Not good. That that we has shades. It, we saw it way too often last year. Yes, as shades of 2019. People getting getting hat tricks on us. Oh yeah, that was not fun. Anyways, That's we great. had to, we had to talk about it. We don't want to break that down. Gross. We're gonna talk about Robbie Fabry had two goals, and he continues to get minutes on the top line with Tyler Bertuzzi. He will return soon. Um, but he had two goals. The first goal was honestly a beautiful play. Like that was the best play I've seen all season long. It started with Moritz Sider breaking up through the zone. He made a nice through the leg pass to Dylan Larkin, who saw Lucas Raymond breaking down the wing on the opposite side of the offensive zone, threw the puck in the corner for the rebound off the boards. It came off the boards. Lucas Raymond saw Robbie Fabry coming from behind him, stopped the puck, and continued skating for Robbie Fabry to wind up and just unleash it. Like that was the most beautiful play I've seen from that team. I mean, they, they had a really good stretch where they had a lot, so I'm not going to say in a long time. But in two games, it was the most beautiful play they've had. It was it was a beauty. No, and, and like we talked about earlier, Raymond looked good all game. Yes, two and, assists. Yeah, and and the, those two that that was that, that was it. There's there's your offense it was just the two the two of those dudes just uh just just having their way. But no, Raymond continues to look good. He continues to impress. He continues to be the Calder favorite. Oh yeah. What are you gonna do, baby? Sorry, Zegris. That was a real nice assist you had, but one assist doesn't make up for the. Because consistent production from Calder favorite Lucas Raymond. Damn right, baby. It's so Damn it's right. so messed up too. Cause like I like I love Zegras. Like I do. And I, I don't want there to be like a like a situation where Leafs fans and Wings fans are like going at it and <laughs> I have to like slander. Like Zegras, because I don't want to, because I like him, but like Raymond, Raymond deserves the Calder right now. Oh, by far. Um, speaking of Calder favorites, Mort Sider did play today, and we talked about that last night. Um, it's nice to see that after he t- took that hit, looked shaken up. Um, the speculation on my part that maybe he was concussed, that he was back on the ice practice yesterday, and he was back on the ice for the game today, and he looked good. I mean, hey, the whole team looked bad, but he looked healthy. And he had, a, he had, a, he didn't get the assist on that first Fabry goal, but he started that whole play. So just good to see that he's back on the ice and that he's okay because I mean injuries do happen at every level, but if you can have as few as possible, that's what we're hoping for. Yes, that is that is the goal. The goal, yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, the Red Wings play the Colorado Avalanche tomorrow. They are fourth in the Central Division currently. They had a little bit of a slow start to the season, um, and they're coming off of a win on Wednesday over the Chicago Blackhawks, the down bad Chicago Blackhawks. Um, that was their first win in three games. They were on a three-game losing streak prior to that, but don't let any of that fool you. This team is still just as lethal as they've always been. Uh, Nazem Kadri has 34 points in 22 games. Future Red Wing Nazem Kadri, if you ask uh, Jake Rivard, <laughs> who, by the way, we uh, will have an interview with him on his articles coming up on Monday. So make sure you stay tuned for that one. Awesome. Awesome, um, awesome interview. Yeah, they have four players who are above – five players who are above – six players who are above a point per game. Yeah, that's a lethal, lethal team. And Yeah, uh, that, that offense. Second half of a back-to-back. That offense is unreal. Yeah, that's – I I'm a little nervous for that game tomorrow, Scotty. I'm not going to lie because when we talk about playing up to competition – like, they've, the Wings have beaten good teams uh, this year, and we know they have. Um. 
and they've beaten like juggernauts. They've beaten the Golden Knights. They've beaten Edmonton. Uh, they be, they've beaten Washington, who's maybe not the same caliber of juggernaut as they have been. So it's not, I'm not saying it's impossible, but they are very, Red Wings are historically this season very bad on the road. You're coming off the second half of a back to back, and you're playing an elite Colorado Avalanche squad. Yeah, there's a, you can be a little nervous for tomorrow because I am. Yeah, I think that's probably allowed. Yeah. And, and Grice is going to be in that. Um, which I mean, he could show up, Like he's had great games this season. We know he's capable of it. He had, he had games last year where he stepped up too in big ways. And, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely, you know, I'm never going to count this team out. We're, we're past the era of me going into any game and being like, yeah, this is a guaranteed loss. Like, I think those days are behind us because we have beat some good teams this year. We have played up to competition. Um, but I'm certainly not going to guarantee a win against the Colorado Avalanche. That is a that is a hell of a club over there. Yeah. So you you have a few uh, a few breaks, so to speak, and good for the Red Wings, but bad for Avalanche and bad for these players. Nazem Kadri is out day to day with a lower body injury. There, it's day to day, so we don't know as of recording this if he will play or not. That's their biggest point scorer. Um, then Bowen Byram. Another great young stud defenseman for the Colorado Avalanche also is day-to-day. Uh, we do not know if he will play on tonight, in tonight's game. So those are two guys that if they're not there, that does help. But even without those guys, I mean, there's, there's Landis Cog, McCarr, Miko Ratnan, Nathan McKinnon. I mean, so many players on this roster that you got to look out for. The only glaring weakness that the Avalanche have, and if you want to hurt them and you want to beat them, you got, you're going to have to beat them in the shots category, which is going to be incredibly hard because they struggle in the net. Darcy Kemper only has a 902 save percentage on the season with 286 goals against uh, per game. It gets worse from there. You know, Johansson, their backup tendy, has an 880 save percentage. So regardless, you know, you're facing a goaltender who hasn't isn't having the best of seasons. But they're so good on offense and on defense that it, it's hard to, not saying it's impossible. Like you said, Scotty, they're past the point where you say it's impossible for them to beat a team. They could. But it's going to be a very tall task tomorrow with how good that team is um, at, in the front and in the back. Yeah, for sure. And, and goaltending, that, that's something that, uh, you know, last year we talked a lot about on this show how, uh, you know, the, the Bernier to the abs might have been a thing because they goaltending's a, a pretty big weakness on that team, on, on a team that's phenomenal. They, they still haven't figured out a consistent goaltender situation. So uh, that, that'll be something to, that there's a possibility to take advantage of. However, we just lost to like a team's, what, fourth string goalie in, in, yeah. against St. Louis. So And you had a guy with three career goals score three on you and double his career goals because he was a call right. up. It's not right. does not bode it's, well. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, specifically the goaltending, like, Dude was, for, for argument's sake, he was their fourth string goalie. So, yeah. uh, you know, we'll, we'll see we'll see how much we can actually take advantage of that. Uh, apparently, if you just park everybody in front of the net, we can't score. So, I, I, guess, I, I guess we'll see. But that is a weakness that that team has. And, and uh, if, if there's any reason that we're going to win the game, it's going to be because of that. But, and to end it on an optimistic note, the Red Wings have a history of playing up to their opponent, 
And you're playing a sport where on any given day, more so than any other sport on any given day, and this team any given day, to surprise us. It's not the team of years past. So we won't count them out. It's going to be a tall task, but we will not count the Red Wings out in this game. And let's hope they can pre- prevent this from becoming a losing streak. Stop it at two-game skid. Prevent it from becoming a losing streak. Damn right. Uh, I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make sure you go make Locked On Bets your second listen. Your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Scotty, any final thoughts, my friend? Go Blue. Go Blue. We'll be back with you on Monday with an interview with Winging It in Motown staff writer Jake Rivard. It was an interview on his three-part series he did about the three different scenarios the Red Wings could pursue this offseason depending on how this season ends. It's a really interesting conversation, so make sure you guys stay tuned and you listen. Same time, same place. It's your team. Every day. Every day, baby. Every day. You're locked on Red Wings. Your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.